Does your vision for business match what you see happening on a daily basis? Welcome to Jim White's Circle of Success, where Jim White brings it all together. For over 30 years, Jim White has worked with organizations and individuals worldwide to help develop and implement excellence. You'll get the inside story on how to create innovative leaders from one corner of your company to the other. Get everyone on your team contributing to the bottom line. Keep building revenue even when the economy and your customers have flatlined. And more. Jim White's Circle of Success Radio covers it all, from communication to contract negotiation, from personal fulfillment to revving up cash flow. It's not about theories. It's about showing you what works and how to make it work for you. And now, here's your host, Jim White. Thank you, David, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jim White, and we're coming to you live from Carmel, California on March 31st, 2012. Can you believe it? March 31st, 2012. We have a fantastic show for you today. Uh, We're going to be exploring uh, yet another highway bill, uh, and you get to term it yet another highway bill extension. We're going to explore uh, the historic uh, vote in the House this week on the Jobs Act, uh, H.R. 3606. And we're going to talk to you about uh, – it's actually a theme from a show that I did back in uh, 2011 – uh, we're all the leaders, and I was introduced to a uh, just a phenomenal lady uh, recently uh, from my good friend uh, uh, Dr. Ted Lewis, uh, which Ted's been on the um, uh, radio program and also on our TV uh, program, and he is the best-selling author of uh, Box Sandpile and the executive director of the uh, Center for Homeland Defense and Security here at the Naval uh, Naval Postgraduate School here in Monterey, California. And uh, Ted is just one of these phenomenal uh, individuals. He's uh, he's just uh, uh, grounded in um, um, uh, values and just a critical thinker. And uh, he introduced me to... uh, a lady, her name is Rebecca Costa. And Rebecca is the best-selling author of The Watchman's Rattle. My regular listeners and my viewers of the television show, you know I don't do this often, to come out and say, man, <laughs> what a phenomenal uh, piece of work. Uh, but the Watchman's Rattle, in my opinion, uh, should be a must-read, uh, beginning in middle school, uh, and a must-read not only in, 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 in the private, but in the public sector as well. So I have been fascinated uh, by uh, reading this book and fascinated uh, by uh, uh, spending some time with uh, Rebecca just recently. And uh, I I tell you what, I am so excited. I am so excited for many reasons. Uh, The Watchman's Rattle, in the subtitle, it says, Thinking Our Way Out of Extinction. Extinction. Uh, It's about complexity. 
And there's one thing that we all know that uh, we live in a complex world, right? Uh, information is coming at uh, speed of sound and, uh, and 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 faster. Technology, I mean, it's more than we can keep up with sometimes, right? So in Rebecca's uh, book, uh, The Watchman's Rattle, uh, she she addresses uh, uh, these complex issues. And in Ted's book, um, Box Sandpile, is another must-read. It's about also how complexities and how we just kind of fall apart, and that's on box principles. So I'd encourage you to uh, pick up both of these books, and I'd also encourage you to um, uh, listen to uh, Rebecca's show, uh, which is called the uh, Costa uh, Report, every Friday, and you can uh, uh, get a link to her show via our website, jlwcos.tv. A uh, two-hour show that she does every Friday uh, here on the Monterey Peninsula, and uh, I listened to it for the first time on uh, yesterday. And actually, it was some of uh, the interviews and the discussion that Rebecca was having that kind of, kind of made me step back and, and take pause, and 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 to take pause to uh, talk about uh, some of these um, uh, complex issues. And also take pause and just visit uh, some of the breaking uh, uh, events uh, out of Washington this week, and uh, and, and especially uh, this uh, recent extension, which if had not been extended, expired today, March the 31st. So how many extensions is that? Nine, ten? So we're going to talk about that a little bit more. And then we're going to take you on a uh, just a little journey. Uh, you, you know how I like to do things. We, you know, I uh, word pictures and 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 just tell stories, uh, and and to uh, get you, the listener, to uh, sit back and think, "Wow, can I uh, can I be uh, a part of this?" Uh, unraveling the complexity, if you will, can I be part of the solution now? You also know that I bleed red, white, and blue, right? <laughs> I, 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 I love uh, our country, and uh, and this America is one of the most exceptional nations. However, however, uh, I am I am concerned. Uh, I am concerned about some of the things that we uh, see going on. Now, America is exceptional. Uh, not for what it has achieved or accomplished, but because unlike any other nation, it is dedicated to the principles of human liberty and grounded on the truths expressed in the Declaration of Independence. Now, you also, my regular uh, listeners, you also know that I am a very stickler. I'm a stickler on the Constitution and the Declaration. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge believer in our, our guiding light uh, based on those uh, wonderful documents. Uh, and, and I think we've gone astray here a little bit. And, and the expressed truth in the Declaration, expressed truth in the Declaration of Independence, that all men are created equal. We've heard this as long as we can remember, right? 
but sometimes they just become words. I don't want those uh, these words. I, I want them to connect to your heartstrings, uh, heart heart today, uh, and, and that all people are created equal and endowed with equal rights. Those those chilling words. Now, as Abraham Lincoln once said, these permanent truths are applicable to all men in all times. Right? I couldn't agree with that more. So when you start exploring the complexities of this globe. We start exploring uh, the population, and and I think uh, Rebecca said on her show yesterday uh, about the uh, seven billion uh, people uh, that occupies this planet, and some are, uh, and, and that's at a cost, right? I think that's what she was referring to yesterday on her show in one of her segments. Uh, it's not without a cost. And she went on to uh, quote uh, some numbers. Uh, a couple of billion of these are uh, malnutrition. They have no food, disease, and et cetera. So everything is at a cost, right? So uh, we're going to explore uh, these and uh, other uh, other subjects. And like I said, we're going to also um, uh, take a look at the uh, passage of H.R. 3606, uh, in the uh, house this week, and much more. You can participate. 619-768-7298. We'll be right back after this message. This segment is brought to you by 12 O'Clock High Leadership and Management Summit. 12 O'Clock High is one of the undisputed best movie classics of all time. It is also one of the best business learning tools available. The movie rated number one by top executives for its influence on their management style. Now, the inspiration of the 12 O'Clock High Leadership and Management Summit, an innovative one-day event and 30-day follow-up where you will quickly see what's working and not working on the front lines of your company and in your own leadership style. Learn more at 12high.com. That's 12high.com. Thank you, David. We're back. Let's start off with uh, uh, talking about the uh, highway program extension. And uh, let's take a little journey. On Monday, uh, March the 26th, um, it, it was amazing. Uh, House Speaker uh, uh, John Bonner, Republican Ohio, we all know, counseled a vote on the extension. Why? Uh, because he saw that he had a, a facing a likely defeat on on the vote. Now, was that leadership? No, it was politics. And that's uh, a, another thing that we're going to be drilling down on today is the leadership. And I'm going to keep referring to Rebecca's show yesterday. She had I had a caller on. Was talking about. Uh, some of the uh, potential consequences as it relates to Iran and nuclear proliferation and and and, and all of these uh, uh, these uh, topics, uh, nuclear threats and uh, reactions and uh, and 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 question came up and one of her uh, callers said uh, politics is not leadership and I couldn't agree with that more. Uh, so we're we're missing, and, and you remember previous shows I've done where all the leaders gone, 
and uh, and that's a great book by Lee Iacocca as well. Some of the great thinkers of of this um, uh, of, of this century. So once again, um, here on Monday, uh, here we are, uh, Monday the twenty sixth, and money was going to go away by law, March thirty first today, if there wasn't an extension. Now. Let me let me show you the significance of that. Without the action of Congress, uh, like I said, the government's authority to spend money uh, on transportation programs and levy federal fuel tax expires today. I've said that three different times, right? Now, the Democrats estimate that as many as uh, 1.8 million uh, jobs, uh, construction-related jobs, would would be at risk as states are gearing up for the spring and summer construction season. That's the estimate based on this activity. But what I want to what I want you to really get is the leadership or the lack of, of, of leadership. Right? It's the lack of leadership. It's politics. And that's what we've got to uh start addressing. We gotta start addressing that we gotta get more leaders and less politics right how do we do that and it comes into the uh complexity in 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 rebecca costa's book uh she she starts off with talk about the the mayans and the ruins and the understanding and how we see the train leaving the station but sometimes we don't ever do anything about it until it's uh, way too late so we got to start doing things about it right now and and it's not that we do not have uh, the technology or the intelligence or any of those things. You've heard me say many times, and all of my clients for the past 30 years hear me say each and every time that I speak or we're doing a coaching or a workshop or, or consulting, uh, consulting uh, uh, gig, if you will, uh, you're always talking about attitude. Attitude. It's our attitude. It's our attitude that we want to get things done. It's an attitude that uh, we we are here to try to bring. Uh, I'm going to use the term supply chain, supply chain together. Uh, that is this over overused term, win win for everyone. Now, my regular uh, listeners and uh, viewers on my, on the Circle Success Show KYMB uh, Comcast Channel 19 know that I believe in uh, trying to simplify a very complex uh, subject matter. Because if we do not do that, then the masses believe that they cannot, uh, you know, it's, uh, they, they cannot do anything about it. So we want everybody to be involved in the game, and we hear this over and over and over about the 98% and the 2% and the 1% and all this type of hogwash, right? Uh, it, it, and and I, everybody needs to educate them themselves, and everybody needs to be educated with a solution in mind. Solution in mind. And our organization, and I've been this way for the past forty years. You can complain about something, you can identify a problem, but if you do not have a solution to that, and you just think you want to go out and 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 complain about it without bringing a solution, and the, you know they say in Texas that dog ain't going to hunt. You got to make sure 
that we have solutions to these issues. And this is what happens uh, in, in, in a lot of ways right now. Right now, when we have everybody uh, out uh, uh, complaining and protesting and coming up with this, yeah, but where's your solution? You know, where, where's where's the real solution? Okay, uh, so if this bill had not been extended, right, uh, we would also have been losing 110 million dollars a day in revenue and uncollected gas and diesel taxes. Okay. Now, the decision to pull the extension bill uh, is, in my opinion, the last embarrassment of Bonner. Now, on an issue that he said last fall would be the centerpiece, I quote, the centerpiece of House Republicans' job creation agenda. This is what he said. Yet, politicians, oh, well, I didn't, I'm going to spin it a different way. No, you say and you do, and you've got to make sure. So that's what's called building trust. may recall uh, I had uh, my friend uh, Stephen M. R. Covey and Greg Glink uh, on their television show here several weeks ago talking about uh, his new book, uh, Smart Trust. And, and how we can measure everything by trust. And I couldn't agree with them. I'm huge fans uh, of, of uh, Stephen and uh, Greg Link. And, and this whole thing, what we're looking at here, what we're looking at just in real time uh, from Monday, March the 26th, where we had a Republican and, and Republican uh, leader knowing that they had defeat, yet saying in the fall, that this was going to be the platform, and yet where well, we cannot, we cannot come down the center of the aisle and be able to negotiate because you know, this this is criminal in my mind. I use that term; it's criminal. Why is it so criminal? Because these short-term solutions, it's such a knee-jerk reaction where you have these huge infrastructure projects. You have huge investments from these contractors, engineers, and uh, the equipment manufacturers, all the uh, supply side that supports this industry. How in the world can you do long-term planning if you've got this knee-jerk stuff coming out of Congress? You cannot. We've got to knock it off. And what needs to occur, and, and this is where I get myself in trouble, but that's okay, this is what needs to occur. The associations that represent the this industry, shame on you because we're not coming together as one. We're we're let's go do a fly-in in Washington. Let's go to Washington and, and let's go tell them where it is. Right? You do that over and over and over and over. But what you do is you only talk to staffers versus everyday being on the phone and having a conversation. And remember, the Congress and the Senate and those people work for you, the American citizens. That's who they work for. We do not work for them. Now, we got to get real with this, the associations, and I know I'm going to get a lot of feedback on this, but once again, that's okay. we got to get real with holding, holding, 
our, our, our public leaders and also our private leaders accountable. Now, a lot of these associations, uh, a lot of these executive directors and CEOs, they got a very nice position, right? They don't want to rock waves. We just continue to do it. So, no, start rocking the boat. Come together and 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 just start putting some real pressures. If we don't do it, put some real, uh, some you know, some digging deep. And 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 this really start replacing. Let's start getting real leaders in place with our eye focused on the Declaration and the Constitution. With eye focused on what are we going to do in order to continue to create jobs. And that and sometimes I just hate to say that because that's one of the most uh, overused create jobs, create jobs. But it's true. In 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 in. Just a sidebar here for a moment. Look at this, uh, what we have in the Supreme Court. Now we got the Supreme Court taking a look at this Obamacare. No, it's not perfect. It ain't a stretch of the imagination. Matter of fact, small business is going to be is going to be very challenging uh, with the Obamacare. Uh, but here we go. We come, we elect people, and, and yes, we have the High Court to be able to sit there and make decisions on law, right? But it's amazing to me how we uh, we uh, allow this. Uh, well, okay, let's just let the high courts make the decision for us. Come on, that's the reason you accept your responsibility. And when you're out there, you're campaigning. Say, I want to go to Washington to make a difference. Well, I tell you what, when you say that, why don't you do it? And why don't we and everyone say, well, Washington is so complex. We got to spin. We got this. Well, let's undo the spins. Let's get back to the real uh, business at hand, and that's representing the American people and becoming the real leader of, of the international sector versus being the policeman and 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 being the real leader. Okay. So this extension, man, it's such you know, it's really, really, uh, it's it, it's amazing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I can I can say that. I can say it's embarrassing. Why? Because it is. It is embarrassing. Everybody, and I'm not saying every everyone in the United States should have some type of uh, military service. I'm not suggesting that one, but everybody should have some service, some none. In my opinion, I am a Vietnam veteran. I am a disabled Vietnam veteran, and and you know that. I believe, I know what it's like. I know what it's like on the battlefield. I know what death looks like. I know what death smells like. So I have a right to be able to express my opinion and to say to our leaders, come on, let's knock it off. Let's get a new set of leaders. Now, to that end, I'm I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged, (coughs) excuse me, I am encouraged uh, for uh, the, the young people coming along. Uh, my sons, uh, we had um, last week uh, on, on our show, which we had some uh, techno difficulties with, but I'm just going to take a moment and, and, and just acknowledge that. Last week we had on the show uh, uh, Dara Albright uh, and Vince Mullary, and uh, we had David Drake, and we have Jason Best. Now, these individuals have been very active and supporting and encouraging the crowdfunding the job act. Okay, they're all young, bright people. That's encouraging. They're doing the right things. 
yeah. Uh, do they have a business in order to be able to uh, make money? For, yes, they do. But that's that's what it's all about. So do we. That's what our consulting practice is all about. So I wanted to just acknowledge uh, those uh, wonderful folks that uh, uh, that are doing the good work, and I think the heart's in the right place in order to be able to move this along. Now, we've got to get a break in, and we come back, <clears throat> we're going to finish up, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm having a hard time talking this morning, uh, we're going to uh, uh, close the loop on the highway bill. And we're going to talk about um, the H.R. Uh, 3606. So we'll be right back after this message. This segment is brought to you by Circle of Success, a dynamic, year-long, intensive management and leadership development process designed to help individuals and organizations reach their goals quickly. A customized process addressing specific needs and identifying the critical opportunities particular to the individual and organization with results measured in increased revenue, increased net profits, and increased equity. The Circle of Success, inspiring excellence in people at jlwhiteinternational.com slash circles. We're back. I want to pick up on the um, the extension and talk a little bit more about the decision, uh, you know, the uh, the pull of bill on Monday. Now, for weeks the Republicans, you know, have been struggling uh, to uh, and unsuccessfully uh, to line up enough votes to pass the five-year transportation overhaul bill. Right now. The Tea Party conservatives object to the bill because it, it, it spends more money on transportation programs than can be paid for by user fees like fuel taxes. Okay. All right. All of these are legitimate points, right? Now, the Democrats are opposed to the measure. They say it penalizes union workers, undermines environmental protection, and would be paid for in part by expanded offshore. Okay. All of these arguments, and like I said, I'm not saying the, they're, they're not valid, but come on. How long are we going to have the same arguments? What is this, the 10th or the 11th extension? What are we going to do? And it's it's back to the complexity issue. Yes, this is complex. However, if we do not, start dealing with the things now, making decisions, or having the will or the attitude to make decisions, we're going to go to root of the Mayans, <laughs> okay? It's, it's very possible. It's very possible. And and some of the issues that we have uh, from our, all of our infrastructure, our water, uh, our, our sewage, all of these, uh, our grids, our electrical grids, I mean, all of these things are absolutely critical. Now, the extension bill was supposed to buy the Republicans uh, time to tweak their bill uh, to the point it would actually attract attract enough voters to pass, right? But like the larger transportation overhaul bill, it's not clear that Bonner – uh, has the votes to pass the three-month extension for the Republican side. 
to follow the House rules, right? That would enable the bill to pass by a simple majority vote. It wasn't clear Monday, okay? Now, the lobbying groups, the conservative lobbying groups who wants to shrink the federal government, uh, oppose the extension as well, okay? And some moderate Republicans have joined Democrats in, in, in a letter that was read, written to uh, Bonner uh, asking that the House fall in behind the Senate bill instead. Okay, so here we go. So I think you got the picture there, right? Okay, let's fast forward just a few days. Fast forward. Okay, here we go. Congress passes three-month highway funding bill. When? Uh, this is uh, 329. Okay, what's today? The 31st. What's today? If we had had something done. So what happened? Okay. Now, Congress passed a stopgap three-month bill Thursday, the 29th, right, to keep federal highway and transit aids uh, flowing and avoid a widespread shutdown of construction projects. So you you. you you see the thread here? How many times have we done this? 10 or 11? And how in the world and why as an industry, a strong industry, we're setting back and 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 we're not really being heard on this issue. We're we're not we're we're not being heard. Now, I'm going to go to the side <clears throat> And I am going to talk about, <coughs> excuse me, I am going to talk about uh, this crowdfunding. Now, this crowdfunding is part of the Jobs Act, right? And I'm going to come back and close the loop on the highway bill here in a moment, so bear with me. The crowdfunding um, is is not new. I mean, actually, any PBS station is basically crowdfunded. Um, uh, give me a donation and I'll give you a product, right? So that's crowdfunding. Crowdfunding has been around for thousands of years. Now, the difference is this. Uh, the Securities Act of 1933 and 1934, uh, you know, certain, had certain restrictions. Well, we haven't kept up with technology from the 33 to 34 Act. So here we are. We're in the cyberspace of the Googles and the Internets and the Internet rouge the worlds and the airwaves, right? We have social media, mass media. We, we have uprisings generated by social media, Twitter, Facebook, and so on. Countries have been toppled. Regimes have been toppled through social media. It's amazing. Okay? Now, so, simplified, the concept behind uh, the crowdfunding was, all right, all right, we, we're, we're still struggling. Banks are not lending to startups or uh, small to medium-sized businesses. Uh, so what do we do? we got to come up with an alternative. 
because who makes this uh, the U.S. economy go around? Small business. Small business. That's what makes it go around. Small business. So, Representative uh, Patrick McHenry, Republican, North Carolina, uh, got on board with this, uh, put a bill, uh, put it in front of the uh, uh, House 2011, uh, got passed, went to the Senate, came back from the Senate to President President Obama and indicated that he would sign it immediately uh, when it comes, and, and it's, it's, it's anticipated that President Obama will sign uh, the bill into law this coming week. So this is history making. This is historic. Okay. Now what's it do? Once again, I'm going to oversimplify. But you need to do a lot. What's it do? It now once it goes into law, and then once we have the SEC and the other people decide to you know just get on board with it. That's another thing we got to make sure that we keep the pressure on. Uh, be able to, once the president signs it, let's make sure we can get it uh, actually to the point of execution. And that's get the bureaucrats out of it so we can move ahead. So what it amount to that you, as an entrepreneur, you, you have an idea. Uh, you now will be able to go through approved websites. Uh, and there's several out there. And heads up, they're going to be popping up all over the place. Uh, I think there's some of the people that we had on the show last week. I think uh, they're doing a very good job of trying to put together a self-policing organization to keep the bad actors out of this thing as much as possible. So that's a positive. So you'll be able to sell equity in your company via the Internet. That's a big deal. Okay. Now, also, just be very clear. You've got to have a good business plan. You've got to have a solid idea. This is not to go uh, sell a whole bunch of equity if you're going to take a huge vacation. It's not what it's all about. It gives you opportunity to raise money, and there's limits. I think it's $1,000 or $1 million a year. And then there's going to be some uh, changes to what's commonly referred to as Reg D, Route 506, they increase the funded amount there. So this is a big deal. Uh, but we got to keep the pressure uh, behind the initiative in order to get it to Main Street so we can start raising funds. So that's the deal. Now, so that's a, that's a huge success, huge success. And, 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 and I want to thank everybody that's uh, behind that. So, so it, I bring that up to say it can be done. And I can bring it back to the highway bill. So it's, it's get together and it's make sure that we can have a similar success, get a similar bill and approval and a bipartisan effort in order to get a finally a long-term highway bill in place. Now, to the industry leaders from the construction and infrastructure and, and, and allied industries, take a takes a few notes from the crowdfunding folks and how they went about uh, being able to move the initiatives very consistently, constantly uh, through and, and and educating folks and saying how this is going to win and help everybody. I think there's a lot to be learned from that, okay? 
Now, let's take a let's, let's take a little bit more, uh, dig deeper about the approval on Thursday. Okay. Now, uh, the House first uh, passed an extension by a mostly a party line vote, if you will, uh, two sixty six to one fifty eight. You know, after Republicans and Democrats uh, traded verbal jabs, you know, it gets ridiculous on the House as well. Uh, the Senate followed just three hours later, uh, passing the measure by a voice vote, interesting, uh, over the objection of some Democrats who wanted uh, to attach a long-term transportation plan to the extension and send it back to the House. Okay, But the House which planned to begin a two-week recess, okay, I know, we got we got to get a recess in, uh, Thursday, had given the Senate little choice. Uh, the, the Now, when you start doing these type of things, and it's strategy, uh, we understand strategy, uh, but once again, if, if in, how, how do we get to the point that we can say, okay, how do we come together on these issues, right? And what's going to be the best thing for the American people? We say it. We hear it. We see the politicians. We see the talking heads all the time talking about this. But yet, we really do not do it, right? So, once again, uh, and like I said, the government's authority to spend money on these programs but wasn't done. Now, the last long-term transportation law Expired in 2009, right? 2009, 10, 11, and 12. Like I said, three years. Three years. Okay? Three years that this thing has been expired and just limping along by these short-term extensions, which is killing the industry. <clears throat> killing the industry. Okay? Killing it. Now, and Congress has been struggling, taking precious resources, resources, time, time is one of the uh, most precious in my, my mind, ever since to find money just to maintain the nation's aging roads. Our infrastructure is falling apart, folks. Bridges and the transit systems and the grids, they're falling, they're in the toilet, they're falling apart. Now, as well as to accommodate future population, this is what we have. And my friend Ted Lewis says it so well. Our, even is talk about our electrical grid. We are currently operating off of a 1940s design. Population growth, we're so far behind. Yet we are in, in the beltway, as we refer to it, and we're fighting versus really uh, listening to common sense solutions. Now, I'm not saying it's simple. I'm saying it can be done. Why? Because we have some of the smartest people in the industry. We have the technology. We have the innovation. All we need is the will to do it and the attitude to do it, and people be willing to put it on the line. What I mean by put it on the line is not to worry about, oh, what's in it for me, or am I going to get reelected, or all of these type of things and play in politics. It's about 
what's doing what's right for the American people and taking a leadership role in order to make it. And once we start taking our leadership roles back, our stock around the world is all going to start increasing again as well. Okay? Just is. Just is. Okay. Now, we've got to get another break in. Like I said, we're, going to, we're taking a journey today, taking a look at some of these tough issues, calling it the way it is, and reaching out to all the industries uh, from the construction-related industries. And, and, and now we've got the uh, crowdfunding coming into place. We can create more jobs. We can get more creativity. And we want to say to the SEC, please do not set on implementing this thing for months. All the rules are currently in place, so it's don't mess around with this thing once the president signs it, which we anticipate next week, uh, uh, April, uh, first week of April, if you will, and let's get this thing out here and get it going. At the same time, I want to make sure that we're crystal clear to these uh, startups and these innovators that you've got to have a real deal. It's not a get-rich-fast type of scheme. We've got to have a real deal. And we got to make sure that uh, we we have a clear understanding, and we got to, uh, we're going to the right websites because that's what it takes. You're going to have to raise money through these websites, and uh, and and we are certainly looking into that as well. Uh, and we're also looking into um, uh, different opportunities uh, to make that happen and make it easy for it. Okay, so we got to get another break in. And we'll be right back after this message. We will be right back after this message. Are you looking for a clarity of purpose? Are you a recent college graduate, unemployed, an entrepreneur, or considering a career change, a business owner or employee struggling with performance issues? Classes are forming now for the worldwide phenomenon, What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course 2.0. What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course 2.0 can help you define your goals and vision. Start living your life on purpose. Living on purpose is about joy. Living on purpose is about intention. Living on purpose is about personal transformation and continued growth. What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course 2.0 is a 12-week challenging course that helps you address finances, relationships, spiritual growth, physical and mental health. You will reclaim your personal power and get your life on track to attain true success. Classes are forming now for What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course 2.0. Learn more and register at whatsmypurpose.com. That's whatsmypurpose.com. Thank you. We're we're back. Uh, boy, time goes fun. I got a couple more points that I want to make, and I just want to take up briefly. Remember the uh, 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 the XL uh, pipeline, Keystone XL pipeline, Keystone. Um, boy, that's a case study within itself, right? And it was also politics. Now it's interesting what the uh, uh, American spirit can do. This is an announcement that came, uh, I'm, I'm getting this from the Houston Chronicle uh, on 328. And it says, I'm going to quote here, uh, which I find fascinating. Uh, March the 28th, aimed political turmoil surrounding the Keystone XL pipeline, two companies announced plans to expand a rival 
system to bring crude oil from Canada and the northern United States to the Gulf Coast. Two private sectors. Okay? Two private sectors. Now, the move is in a response to the mounting supply, and get this, and pressure in the north, where the advances in drilling technologies have heralded an oil boom that's created a glut of landlocked crude with limited transportation options. Now, this is go to energy. What are we talking about? We go to the pumps, and we're pushing it $5 a, a gallon. So it, it, it was encouraging when I look at this, and I say, we got some private sector bellying up to the bar. and said, okay, we're going to take this thing on, and we need to see more of that. I don't know where – and we know that this private enterprise, they have an uphill battle because they have the environmental. they got the politician. we got all of this. But – this is the real deal, and you need to educate yourself, both the United States and, and abroad. You need to educate yourself on uh, these opportunities because there's opportunities there. So let's take a look at it further. Now, it is the uh, latest step to turn the flow of oil from the north to the south and what many believe will create a transformation in the North American oil market. Agreed. Now, Edinburgh of Calgary, Alberta, and Enterprise, Enterprise, excuse me, Products Partners of Houston, they're going to collaborate on a two billion dollar this pipeline from Cushing's, Cushing's, Oklahoma, to Freeport, Louisiana. Now, this is an announcement made on Monday. Now. Edinburgh will spend 1.9 to 2.8 billion to build another pipeline from uh, Flanagan, Illinois, to Cushing, which would link an existing route from Canada and offer access uh, to oil producers in the northern United States. Now, now oil produced in the Bakken Shale including areas in North Dakota, if we've been following anything, and Montana is, you know, they're going crazy right now, could be shipped uh, through the pipelines to uh, the Gulf Coast. Now, capacities on the southbound pipelines is limited now. We have a limitation now, right? Which keeps oil from reaching refineries and retail fuel markets. Okay, and this is a quote from uh, Jackie Forrest, the Senior Director of Global Oil Research for IHS, Cambridge Energy Research Associates. Now, going to say, somebody just really needs to help clear the logjam. My word, leadership. I hope, I encourage everyone to dig in uh, behind this initiative as well as other initiatives and and that can actually create jobs and it's, it's start reminding ourselves that the government is not where all our money should be coming from. It's private sector. Okay? So I applaud and we'll be following that very closely as it progresses, right? We'll follow it closest. Now to that end, um Back in mid-2011, 
I had um, um, a guest on the show, uh, 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 Dan Hemick, and we were talking about how long it took on average, and also on the show recently, television show as well, Michael Gelati, another huge contractor in Marin County in Northern California, was talking about the amount of time that it, it, it required in order to get a project approved. Well, let's take a look at this release. Headlines. Headlines. <laughs> After 18 years, 523 million Pittsburgh light rail line finally set to go. After two decades of planning, financial woes, and criticism at home and beyond, the $523.4 million North Shore Connector will row under the Allegheny River for its Grand W. Sunday. Now, why is that significant? It goes to the point. It's taken 20 years to get some of these projects done. Well, right now, in the best minds and the best engineering, we're opening something that's probably already behind technology. So this is what we've got to do. We, we, we've got to make sure that we can streamline the processes without sacrificing uh, labor or human life or in the environment. We can do this. Yes, we can. But Jesus, we 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 <laughs> I know I get a lot of a lot of comments on the show today. Uh I'm not sure uh, I want to read them, but I read them all. So um I think you can get the flavor. What are we looking for and what's the show all about today? Leadership, leadership, leadership. Complexity, realizing that uh, we have some very bright minds and, and, and introducing you to some of these bright minds. Now, to that end, in the remaining time we have, I want to share with you uh, the first of many uh, uh, announcements we're going to be making. I have for years uh, been saying, what can we do, what can I do? to bring uh, the brightest minds, the most innovative thinkers into one room for a two-day roll-up-your-sleeves conference, summit, forum, initiative, whatever we want to call it, and to make current cutting-edge information from uh, terrorism, which is a big deal today, and the big companies, they have staffs, they have a lot of money invested in, in terrorism and security and those type of things. And to be able to bring uh, this information to CEOs, business owners, and decision makers, what I'm looking at from, I'm going to say about $50 million in revenue to $500 million in revenue, and are looking to obviously go to that billion dollars, those the different thresholds that we have in measures, right? So that's how we're measuring it. 
and we're going to do such just that. On September the 25th and the 26th of 2012, at the beautiful Hayes Mansion in San Jose, we're going to have uh, our first, what we're calling now, uh, the Annual Security and Leadership Summit. Invitation only to these decision makers, industry, uh, all industries, but decision makers that really want to come together for a working session and be able to set and leave with new information that you would have never been able to get before. Now, my friend Ted Lewis um, is joining me on this effort. Uh, we currently have uh, Ted. Uh, Ted's one of our confirmed speakers. We uh, we we have this. It's just and this is coming together as we speak. Uh, we have um, uh, Rodrigo Nito Gomez, which is a uh, PhD, and he's going to be uh, talking about the dark uh, the uh, border. Uh, between Mexico and the U.S., and, uh, uh, and then we got supply chain, uh, uh, supply chain. Then we have a um, conversation with uh, Mike Walker, which is a former acting secretary of the Army and Pentagon official, is going to be talking about uh, domestic terrorism uh, and what it means to your business. Uh, we have uh, Bijan Khan. Which is a uh, uh, XM previous XM uh, uh, director, XM Bank director, uh, going to be talking about the uh, uh, narrative and new direction of the United States. Uh, hopefully, we're going to have uh, Rebecca Costa subject to scheduling. She's going to be talking about complexity, uh, and it just goes on and on and on. We have issued an invitation to um, uh, Joe Lieberman to be one of our keynotes, and we'll see how that comes about. We're, we're reaching out, so we're, we're, going to bring, uh, we're going to bring the brightest minds together for two days. It's not, it's not a two-day uh, um, party. It's a two-day roll up your sleeves, deal with the issues, walk away with some tools that you can actually put in play at your enterprise the following week. Then we're going to have, as part of this, we're going to have a uh, kind of build in a one-year follow-up because our goal is to this become an annual event. Uh, I, I'm, when I'm defining it a little bit, I'm, I'm using different terminology to kind of give you the flavor. I'm saying it's kind of the, uh, the mesh of the following uh, things as you may uh, be familiar with now, the World Economic Forum, uh, the Clinton Initiative and TED kind of all rolled up in one, but with a different, different focus. Uh, but that's kind of what we're looking at here. And to be able to make this information available uh, to uh, the $50 million to the $500 million range, if you will. And we're also uh, considering, we've, been, we've received a lot of requests for different sponsorships and doing that. So we're open to that as well. So we have a lot of great stuff, and September is not that far away, just right around the corner. So we'll be talking to you more about that in the uh, weeks to come. 
any suggestions that you have, uh, send me an email at jim at jlwhiteinternational.com. Uh, you can reach us through our website. Uh, we're going to have our website up uh, uh, identifying speakers and topics and registration. We're going to have that up within the next uh, 30 days uh, at the outside. And uh, we're very excited about this initiative, and and, and we, we, we want it to be uh, a game changer, if you will, a game changer for these folks that are – uh, kind of caught in them in. They're not the $60 billion corporation that have all, access to all of this cutting-edge stuff coming out of Washington, et cetera, but uh, kind of in the mainstream. Uh, so we want to bring that to you in, 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 in the mainstream. It's not it's not a startup. It's not for the startups. It's not for the early stages. Exactly. It's for those businesses that are entrenched. Uh, they have momentum. And how can we help you get more traction with giving you tools to make better decisions, right? So, 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 a lot of information today, a lot of information. Um, on Monday on our uh, television show at uh, 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific on KYMB, Comcast Channel 19, uh, we continue to build momentum on the show uh, we're looking for always, I should say, we're always looking for a compelling guest that has a story to tell uh, that fits our mission of the show, to inspire and educate. So if you uh, have anybody in mind, if that should be you, uh, send us an email through the website at JL White. Um, I'm sorry, uh, JLWCOS.TV. JLWCOS.TV, uh, the website there, and uh, send any recommendations there. So. That is it for today. A lot of stuff. Uh, I know I'm going to get a lot of feedback, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, that's okay. Uh, it's, um, it's, 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 it's assumed a leadership role, and it's make sure that we uh, leave our egos at the door. Um, my favorite expression is belly up to the bar. And start making a difference. Let's leave a legacy, and we can we can we can do that. Okay, we can do that. So, I want to check, and, and I tell you what, perfect timing here. So once again, um, uh, anything that any suggestion you have, send us an email, and uh, we'll be back uh, next week, uh, same time, on the Circle of Success Radio with uh, Jim White. And uh, and uh, we was uh, Monday on our television show. So make it a great day, great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Jim White's Circle of Success Radio. Please visit our website, jlwhiteinternational.com. Join us next time as Jim White brings it all together on Jim White's Circle of Success Radio.